You're listening to Sweet Bites with Sandra with your host, Dr. Sandra Coltimedici. Follow on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Sandra Coltimedici, the podcast and lifestyle Instagram at Sweet Bites with Sandra, and for upcoming course announcements, follow College of Style on Instagram as well. Join Sandra's Facebook groups, Sweet Bites with Sandra, and icons of online movement today. Hi, I'm Sandra, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe and listen to my new podcast, Sweet Pipes with Sandra. Satisfy your entrepreneurial sweet tooth in each episode full of digital business tips, inspiring interviews, asides from my entertainment career, and rewards to celebrate your sweet success. Find Sweet Bites with Sandra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Mama, who's listening to you? <laughs> That's my daughter, Julia. She's always asking me, Mommy, who are you talking to? I'd love to hear from you because you are the one listening to my podcast. And I want to know what you think about Sweet Bites with Sandra. You can write a review and comment on the podcast at the link that I put in the show notes or simply type it in www.sandracoltamedici.com forward slash podcast review. By leaving a review, you could win early access to College of Style before enrollment opens this May and a one-on-one coaching call with me. So learn more by visiting the link. And I'd love also if you could share my podcast with a friend. Thank you so much for listening. I am so excited to have you along with me for this ride of episode number 10. Yeah, baby, we did it. <laughs> I know we are we are taking baby steps in the podcast arena, but I'm I'm really excited to be here with you. So um, let's talk about the special guest that I have on the podcast today, Omena Boachi. She is a lifestyle journalist and fashion stylist. So definitely stick around for that interview a little bit later. But let's just jump right in, shall we? I want to talk about getting local press for your business. And there are four ways that I find to be really, really encouraging for you to take these steps to get more local press for your business. Number one, do your research. Look at what markets you are in and what has probably the best chance of you actually getting press in it. So is it TV? Is it radio? You know, all of those things combined. Think about your local market and how you can penetrate it with your messaging. Number two, you want to create value for the audiences of those media outlets. So you don't just want to say, hey, here's a radio station. Um, It plays rock and I want to, you know, spread my message over here that I have, you know, XYZ class. Uh, no, (laughs) make sure that that radio station has your target market, that it has your demographic, that they will be receptive to your messaging. You don't want to just throw things like spaghetti and see if it sticks at the wall. You want to be strategic about what you're doing. Write down a list, write down your bullet list of actual value content so that when you are going out there and making all of these pitches to different places, you're giving them nuggets of nowness and nuggets of next. You don't want to just give them a, you know, a paragraph that has no keywords in it. You want to make sure that you're giving them something that they can run with. So number four is reaching out to journalists. And that means 
via email or even if they have a phone number listed, you can, you know, call them up. I mean, calling is a little bit on the cold side, but really you want to build relationships with these people because if it's your local market, you don't want it to be a one-off. You want to build relationships with journalists that really understand what your business is about so that if they do cover it, um, you know, maybe they reach out to you again with additional opportunities to be featured in their publication. So think about those things. I know that Omena is going to talk about a few different things regarding magazines and different types of pitches in our interview a little bit later. So definitely stay tuned for that. Have you been to my shop lately? I have been in the lab and creating new items just for you. Take a look at the decor, the brand new eye collection, and spanking new done for you templates for social media. Yes, (laughs) I told you I am giving you my A game in 2021. Check it out and buy yourself a little something to reward yourself for making a commitment to yourself to rock 2021 like no other. Just visit www.sandracoltimadc.com forward slash shop today. So let's take a call from one of our listeners. Hi, Sandra. This is Emma from London. So I have a great idea for a brand name, but all of the social profiles are already taken. What do you think I should do? Thank you very much. That is a great question. Let me tell you how many times I've thought of an amazing idea for a name and I go on to social media and it's taken. I'm just like, oh, I thought I was so special. (laughs) Now, I know that that is horrible. If you came up with a great business name and you are like, man, that would have been amazing. I know it's painful. It is painful, but there are different things that you can think about. Okay, number one, maybe evaluate the name think about, is it the best name out there? Because maybe you could change it. The other thing is think about adding something to the beginning or end of your business name on social media if there's enough characters, because I know that we're all constrained by the characters on different social media platforms. Um, So something to think about adding something like official Sandra or hey Sandra or something like that so that you know that your name is in there, but you're adding something to the beginning or the end of the name so that it still is relevant. The third would be to trademark something and then you will be the owner and the brand owner. And then if you go into a social media platform that you would like um, to use that particular name, you can petition that social media platform to say, I own this trademark and I would like to use this name. I would probably opt because a lot of people, you know, have been using their social platforms for a long time. And so maybe they're associated with that brand or that person now is to just come up with something new. You can do it. (laughs) And I know it's terrible to think about, but sometimes brainstorming and coming up with something that's even more special, more unique um, is the best way to go. If you have a question that you would like answered on Sweet Bites with Sandra, the podcast, feel free to call 401-216-5059, leave a voicemail, and you too could be featured on the podcast. Welcome back to Sweet Bites with Sandra. I'm your host, Sandra Coltimadisi, and I am joined by lifestyle journalist and fashion stylist, Omena Boachi. I'm so excited that you're here, and you're you're actually live from New York, am I right? Yeah, yeah, so I'm in New York at the moment. 
Yes. Well, so there are so many things that you have done in your career, whether it's from the fashion styling standpoint or from the journalist standpoint. What what exactly do you like to do best? Um, to be honest, you know, I, 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 I love both. Um, if I had to pick one over the other, um, I would probably say styling. I love styling because, you know, every project is different. Um, I get to work with different clients, um, you know, I source different clothes depending on the project. Um, probably say styling. Nice. Well, so your work has, has been featured, um, in the times in, um, in style magazine, you are your own fashion style (laughs) because I've seen some of your photos too been featured, um, with your personal style. So how would you describe your personal style? Um, do you know, my style changes, like, I would like to say elegant, um, depending on my mood, I would like to say elegant, you know, I'm, I'm not completely mm-hmm. out there, like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't throw random things together, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I wouldn't say it's simple, though, I, um, I would like to say elegant, I think, I would put that on there. Nice. Well, so I know that you are from the UK. So when you think about your inspiration or kind of just growing up with certain style icons, who would who would pop into your head as like your, you know, favorite style icon? People who I like. Um, I like Victoria Beckham. I like her style. I like, oh, you've made this hard for me. <laughs> I know there's so many to choose from, but I know that, um, you know, there, there's so many that have that are living and also those that have, you know, most recently passed away. So it could be living or dead, whichever you'd like. <laughs> you know, I've been in the US so long now, so I'm actually trying to think of whose style in the UK um, I particularly like. Oh, I'm a um, Twiggy fan. Personally, I, I, I'm like, on, I'm on the Twiggy style tip. Love <laughs> and, you know, she's been doing great, great recently for Marks and Spencers. Um, mm. I think over here, I love Solange. Um, I love when you are writing because I know that you've you know you've had your work featured um you know whether it's CBS or BBC News um you know how do you how you what's your process I should ask you know are you are you pitching stories are you given um different ideas to kind of just run with what's what's the what's your process um so depending on the um publication that I'm working for sometimes I I'm pitching stories and Mm -hmm. I'm um, given assignments that I'm asked to write. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of pitching, I think I try and think of, you know, who the client is. So what, who is the publication? Who yeah. is that reader? Um, and then I try and think of stories that that reader um, would be interested in. So what's current, what's going on now in terms of fashion or in terms of lifestyle. I try and think of, um, you know, different things in these areas that the reader for that particular publication might be interested in. And then nice. pitching is based on so which ones do you think, if you're pitching, like if you could give somebody um, two or three tips on what's the best way to get your pitch uh, secured and, and you know, ready for publication, you know, or picked up, I should say, what are three tips you can give um, an aspiring journalist uh, for pitching their project and getting it picked up by a, by a, a news publication or a fashion publication? I think most importantly, it would be know the um, know the reader of the publication that you're pitching for. For example, um, to InStyle, for example, I'm not going to pitch a story about racing cars um, because I know that that <laughs> reader is interested in. So know your reader. If it's a if it's a cooking magazine, you know, pitch pitch stories that are appropriate. 
um, for that reader. And I think the second one would be um, make sure you read the publication and look at stories that they've done in the past and see that you're suggesting something that's different and something that's current, not something that they literally wrote about last week. Um, so that would be make, make it an individual story, make it something new. And the last tip would be know the tone of the publication. Like if it's going to be, um, you know, is it a fun publication? So the story should have a fun element to it. Um, is it a news publication? So then the story definitely needs to have a news element. Um, is it a celebrity publication? If so, then it needs to be celebrity focused. Um, so yeah, tone of your publication. Very cool. Well, so I know that you have um, a few lessons I'm sure that you've learned along the way, <laughs> um, you know, from being in school, um, you know, for journalism and, or, you know, um, transitioning into full-blown, you know, writer, stylist. If you could, if you could just have one career, if it would just be journalist or stylist, would you, which one would you pick? Stylist. Stylist. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, let me just delve into that a little bit more. What about styling attracts you to this particular profession so much? Um, I love being on set. You get to meet such a diverse range of people. You know, I've made some great friends over the years. Um, and every day is different. So it's challenging. You know, you get to work on different projects. You get to travel to different places. Um, you get to work with different designers, sourcing different clothes for different people. And ultimately, you get to work with different clients. Um, so I love meeting great clients that I work with. You know, I've met some great people again over the years. Nice. Well, I know that that's a great segue because I know that you've worked in, you know, with the best in the business, um, Freddie, I think it's Leba, uh, Martha Stewart, um, brands like Amazon, um, you know, from Saks to InStyle, like we said, and then the stylist. So, um, you know, what exactly do you think is your secret sauce? Um, when it comes to collaborating and, you know, really putting the best work forward? Um, I think professionalism. I think, it, you know, it's really important to be a professional on set mm -hmm. and professional when um, you're meeting with clients. And this stems from so many things. So that comes from being prepared and being over-prepared. So for example, mm -hmm. if a client, you know, says to me, I, you know, I want, we only need two tops, you know, maybe I'll, I'll take maybe five, five to 10 just to be on the safe side because you have to understand that they might say that they only need two top two red tops for example but then for example you take two red tops that you think are great and they'll be like oh yeah oh great you've bought two but they're not quite what we want so you always want to be prepared um so you always kind of want to over prepare and take more than enough so that you you know you can please the client um so yeah i would say preparation and professionalism is my secret sauce Yes. Well, so, and those are two great things to have with you in your back pocket um, for every job, no matter if it's for, you know, styling or if you are going into a marketing job or any other profession, um, being professional, um, you know, and, and being prepared are two great things to keep with you. Do you feel like as a fashion stylist that you are kind of you know, you're presenting yourself um, and your work as your calling card. So are you constantly trying to um, take on jobs that are unlike each other? Or are you trying to keep, um, you know, a certain aesthetic so that you're known for that one thing? Um, how do you feel about your work as your calling card? Do you do you try to switch it up? Or do you try to keep in the same lane? Um, I think I personally try and switch it so um, so that different clients can come to you and know that you can be diverse. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll see from my website that I have a range of different projects on there. Um, and that's because, you know, sometimes it's commercial, sometimes it's editorial, sometimes 
broadcast um, and you know I'm capable of doing all of those areas so I kind of want to show the clients that aspect of my work. Yeah, well, I feel like diversity, you know, being open um, is great because you just, you want to be able to have um, so many experiences. And I know that you mentioned that you had traveled um, to a very uh, nice location on a particular job. So can you tell us about that particular experience? Um, most, I've been to a few different places that have been fun for work. I think most recently, um, I actually went on a journalism job to Kenya um, and that was such an amazing experience. So it was basically with Cora. Um, and it was basically, they were expanding a project that they do. So they basically help um, different schools and different organizations within Kenya um, afford, help them to afford period care um, for, the, for their students. So a lot of these girls, they don't have period care. So unfortunately, once they start their period, they drop out of school. Um, so what Cora does is with each um, sale of the products that they have in the US, they uh, donate a certain percentage to these um, organizations in Kenya. Um, so they're expanding this project and I, um, I actually got to travel with them last year um, to Kenya and I saw how the organization works. I saw how, you know, they're helping these young girls in Kenya. Um, and yeah, that was a great experience for me. It was my first time actually going to Kenya. I got to go on a safari, um, which was amazing. Um, and yeah, it was an amazing trip. Nice. Well, so was it, was the safari scary? Because <laughs> I always feel like I see those movies and I'm like... Yeah, I was completely scared. Like people asked me if I would do it again. And I think I probably would. Um, mm -hmm. But at the time I was like, like we saw, um, we saw so many different things, but you know, these are animals that, you know, could possibly eat you. So I, I was really scared. Unfortunately, I was safe. And obviously um, it is safe because so many people do it and you have to understand that. And at the time, you know, when you're so near to them, you kind of think, oh my God, is it going to jump on the car or is something going to happen? Um, so, yeah, I was completely scared, but it was, it was safe. It was very safe. Can you describe any strategies that I, that you employ as far as um, making your vision or even somebody else's vision, if it's a client vision, really come to life? Um, you know, do you have like a go pack or, you know, because I used to have like this really small, um, you know, bag of things whenever I would go to an audition, it was like my bag. Do you, what's in your bag to make sure that everything kind of go seamlessly, that you have your extras? What exactly is in there? Because I know that I want to know what's in your bag. <laughs> So I have a prop kit um, mm -hmm. and in my prop kit I have everything from safety pins so sometimes you know a dress might be too big and you have to kind of you might be trying to get a size 10 dress to look like a size 4 so you have to use safety pins to kind of pin the back so I have um, safety pins I have pins I have um, double-sided tape if you need to tack a dress at the front I have oh god I have so many things in there <laughs> I have in general I have a sewing kit. Um, I'm just trying to think of what I have in there. I have a steamer and that's separate. That oh, I just, wow. in case there's not one there. Um, I have, uh, I have clear string. So if you, if you want to make a dress kind of look like it's blowing in the wind, um, one trick is to use like clear string to kind of lift the dress. Um, yeah, I've got a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I need that trick. Um, for sure. Just, you know, get my Beyonce wind going. <laughs> well, so um, for a new person um, that's just entering the fashion business, uh, because you are, you know, definitely on both sides of the coin as far as the writing and the fashion styling, what should that person know going in? Um, I think it's important to, um, to know the history, to know the current and to know the future. So in terms of saying know the history, I would say if it's a trend, you know, know the, know the history of fashion. You need to you need to be able to reference things, know what you're talking about. 
Um, in terms of current, I think you always need to be on top of what's going on, what's new. Um, you know, you can see that you can find so many, so much information online from Instagram to Pinterest to, um, to news articles, what's new, what are people wearing, what are the current trends culturally and within fashion. And then um, in terms of knowing the future, I would say, you know, know, know what's predicted. So what are the predicted trends? What, what's in fashion, you know, from the shows, what's in fashion next spring, summer? Um, what are the trends, what's on the street? What are the cultural trends? What, what street style? Um, that will kind of help you kind of make a, a rough judgment of what the future trends might be. Um, so yeah, so I would say history, current and future. Nice. And so my last question for you for the podcast would be, describe the biggest change in fashion and publishing since your career began. Um, I think when I was in school, it was um, all about working at a magazine. You know, I interned at magazines and I loved magazines. Um, and I think as time has passed, unfortunately, um, magazines, they're still very relevant. Um, but I think at the moment, it's all about online. It's all about social media. And that's completely changed. You know, that wasn't the case when I was in university or when I first graduated. Um, but that's something that's come over the years. Um, and yeah, so I think, you know, digital platforms, are, um, you know, are great digital fashion platforms, lifestyle celebrity are great. And um, also so social media is a big thing that's come in now. Thank you so much for joining me on Sweet Bites with Sandra Omina. Um, you've been amazing. And I know that people will definitely take away so much from all of your knowledge. Thank you so much. <laughs> to make an announcement really quickly before I get into this story and that is if you haven't checked out my shop I am trying to give you like I said in the last episode my a game this year and so we are doing a workshop Facebook live this week so if you're listening to this after the episode has aired um, and you're binge listening to the podcast make sure to go into my videos on Facebook so that you can rewatch the Facebook live but if you're tuning in this week it will be live um, and I'm doing a workshop on how to make a killer brand media kit. So make sure to tune in on uh, on Facebook Live for that video and check out the website because I have created a customizable brand media kit. So that is something that is brand new on the website this week. Um, so make sure you check it out. Now for the story of this podcast, I definitely wanted to go super, super far back. And I know that people talk about Throwback Thursday, so we might as well just make it official. <laughs> On this episode, I wanted to talk about Star Search. Now, when I was uh, 13... I was on Star Search with my sister Chrissy, and uh, and it was one of the most crazy times of my life because as a young person, being on TV was like what, <laughs> and it was Ed McMahon, and you know at the time there were like spokesmodels and and dancers and singers and and it was just it was a crazy period of of time. But my sister and I went on to win all of the episodes that we were on. And in the final, we were on with uh, another tap dancer. So it was my first foray into, you know, competitive television. I know that on episode eight, I talked about being on So You Think You Can Dance. So I wanted to talk about this particular experience because it was like training for the Olympics. Now, I don't know anything about training for the Olympics, but I do feel like the 
effort and the training and the preparation that went into it felt like I was training for, <laughs> for the Olympics. Now, when when people ask me, you know, how was it being on, on Star Search? And I'm like, looking back, I can say it was probably one of the highlights of my career. And that's because it was so spontaneous and you know, just out of the blue, my sister and I, we had moved to Las Vegas and we stayed with our dance teachers because my mom was putting in her two week notice, you know, from her job. And we just were dancing and dancing and dancing. And then we got our first agent and that was like, oh, this is real. Oh, it made it super real. (laughs) And then all of a sudden we were then on Star Search and we were back in California and we had tutors that was so random to have tutors, you know, instead of being in school. And we were, you know, we were hustling, we were doing it. And I think that kind of the lesson to be learned is that at any age, you just got to be ready for the moment. And I know that throwing teenagers, throwing teenagers into that kind of situation is like, you know, is it going to (laughs) work? You know, because there's some teenagers, you know, like what's going on in a teenager brain at that point, you know? So um, for me, I was just like, wow, this is cool. And I look back and I'm like, that is something that lasts forever. And I just did a recent interview on a different podcast on the Bo and Luke show. And, you know, we were talking about just different experiences and they actually posted a clip of Star Search in their social media. And I, I was tagged in it and I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) what are, number one, what are we wearing? Um, But it was so fun to see it after so many years. And so I'm going to post it on my social media this week too, so you can check it out. But if you have anyone in your your family that is pursuing their goals and dreams, whether it's you or your um, your children or you know people who have kids in the in the entertainment industry. I highly just recommend that you be supportive because you just never know how people are going to undertake that kind of pressure. And for us, we just looked at it as fun, and I just recommend that you just be supportive and look at it as fun because if there's too much pressure and too much stress in this world right now can you can you agree with me on that <laughs> and so I just want you to know how much I appreciate my support system that I had with my mom and my grandmother and my dance teachers my sister because we were in it together our name on the show was called Colton and Colton <laughs> and for a while it's so funny because I actually thought of changing my first name to Colton you know kind of like just going by one name like Cher or Brittany <laughs> But that never happened. And so I just wanted to share that experience with you. The other thing that I like to talk about with that experience is that it's not something that stayed on for a long time after. I mean, Star Search ended and then, you know, got like a revival with, I think, Arsenio Hall a little bit later. But I definitely love it because it's kind of like a a little moment in time. Uh, We were tap dancers and, you know, we were just beaten the floor and I hope you enjoy the clip. Are you looking for a webinar platform that really has your back? For me, I do a lot of webinars and I do a lot of 
lecturing and speaking and and I really feel like I need something that's simple. I don't need something that's complicated. I want something that's able to take my message, distribute it, have a live option, but also be able to automate. For me, Webinar Ninja does the trick and I definitely highly recommend it for you too. So if you're looking for a webinar platform, check out Webinar Ninja on my software solutions page. Just go to www.sandracoltonmedici.com forward slash software dash solutions. So for everyone who loves ExtraByte just as much as I do, there is something special on ExtraByte. If you have not visited the blog, you should. <laughs> you should because there are so many things that are up now on the blog. I just put up a new blog post that is about the four boxes your social media must check in 2021 and a free Yes, I said it. There's a link up there to a free 2021 social media content planner. So make sure that you subscribe to my newsletter and you get that free content planner because it is so important to be structured, be strategic, and be organized with your social content in 2021. And of course, we're going to talk about the sweet vibe because there is always one. <laughs> it's so funny. I was just watching um, Moana. And so every time I say sweet vibe, I think about shark head. <laughs> if you've ever watched Moana, you know what I'm talking about. But on this episode, I wanted to mention that we are making that charcuterie or I think it's really just a cheese board, but check it out on the blog. You can go to www.sandracoltamedici.com forward slash blog and check it out there. And that is it for me. I know that we are just right into the new year and I'm so excited to be with you. So make sure that you subscribe to the newsletter so you get my email updates on everything that's happening and check out the Spotify playlist for this week. It is a throwback jam playlist because I I love my 80s and 90s. I do. <laughs> I do. And I hope you do too. So um, have a good one and I will see you on the next one. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra, make sure to send an email to info at sandracoltamedici.com. Include in the subject line, be a sponsor.